Welcome back to hour number two of the program, Sports Talk with Jim. I'm Jim, the host of your program. And like I said, we're going to get into the NBA's biggest issue right now. And it, it's been all over the place. Uh, and it, Bottom line, this, this stems from ESPN. I'm sorry, but this stems from ESPN. And there's no other way you can look at it. Kawhi Leonard, he's, the Los Angeles Clippers have played eight games so far this year, up to this point. And Kawhi Leonard's only played in six of them. Well, Kawhi Leonard has twice missed one end of a back-to-back. And this isn't something new. I mean, the Toronto Raptors did this with Kawhi Leonard all last year. Well, it just so happens that ESPN has been the loser on both sides of these back-to-backs with Kawhi Leonard. And TNT's been been the beneficiary. Now, I know when this came out, I mean, like it or not, this isn't... Something that Kawhi Leonard or the Los Angeles Clippers looked at and said, you know what, screw ESPN, we're going to have you play on the games for TNT. That's not what happened. But ESPN's the one that's raising the biggest stink about this. ESPN is absolutely upset. He hasn't played in their game. He's missed their game. And like I said, this isn't nothing new. I mean, with Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, this started back last year with Toronto. And unfortunately for the NBA, this isn't something that's going to go away. It's just not. Now, uh, they've talked to players players around the league. Uh, LeBron James, who's six years older than uh, Kawhi Leonard, says, quote, if I'm hurt, I don't play. If not, I'm playing. And then when asked about uh, the back-to-back they have coming up, he says there's a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, Phoenix, then back home against Golden State. I'll be ready to go. What do you mean, how am I going to handle it? James Harden also said, If I'm hurt, of course I won't play. Even if I'm a little banged up, I try to push through to a certain extent. Have you ever seen me not play because of load management? And then Orlando Magic coach Steve Clifford When asked about uh, load management, his comments, he says, our guys, and Steve Clifford, uh, I should say, Clifford coached for coached the Charlotte Hornets from 2013 to 2018. Says his approach comes from Michael Jordan himself. And his quote is, our guys aren't use, used to sitting on the second game of a back-to-back. 
We're not sitting guys just to sit. For me, my background, frankly, it all goes back to expectations. Being with Michael and Charlotte, Michael used to tell them every year, you're paid to play 82 games. So, now, part of your problem is, is, is Toronto Raptors used load management with Kawhi Leonard last year. The Toronto Raptors are your defending NBA champions. So this isn't anything new. And honestly, this all started with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. That Popovich used to do it. He didn't call it load management, and it may not have been to this extent. But Popovich would rest his starters from time to time. Nobody thought anything of it. Because Popovich was the only one doing it. Now you have this going around the league. And again, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, in, after winning the NBA title last year with the Toronto Raptors, he's arguably the most sought-after player to see right now. I mean, argument is... Is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the game, or is LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo? And here lately, LeBron has made a push to try to uh, try to reclaim that. But the fact of the matter is, is this load management thing isn't going away. I I mean. It's here to stay. Now, James Harden says he's not going to use it. Uh, LeBron James says he's not going to use it. But Frank Vogel and the coaching staff of the L.A. Lakers have already been talking about how they can manage LeBron James' uh, workload. How, how they can how, not so much pull him out of games but what they can do to what they can do to minimize his workload and this is a real problem for the NBA I mean if I'm going to see if I mean I'm in Pittsburgh so we we don't have a NBA team not an NBA city but say I'm going to Cleveland. Say the Los Angeles Clippers are coming to see uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I I want to go there and I want to I want to see Kawhi Leonard play basketball. So I go and I buy these tickets. Say these tickets cost two hundred dollars a piece. I buy two tickets, two hundred dollars a piece. I I take the drive over there to watch. Kawhi Leonard play the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, at, say I'm 500 bucks into it just in gas and tickets alone. And then I get there and I have a couple beverages, some food. Uh, so, say 600 bucks into it. I already know going in that I'm $600 into it. I go there and Kawhi Leonard is... Not playing because of load management. I'm not a happy fan at that point. 
I'm not happy at all. I'm not going to see the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not going to see the Los Angeles Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm going because this is my one opportunity. And because the Clippers are in the West and the Bucks, in this case, which was the game that he missed, is in the East. That's the one chance some fans have to see Kawhi Leonard playing that, in that building. That's it. You you get one chance and that's it. So you buy your tickets. You look at the schedule and you know what? what what's a game I want to go to? And you've got Kawhi Leonard coming to town. You're a huge Kawhi Leonard fan and you decide them are the tickets you're going to buy. You buy those tickets you go to the state to the arena arena and Kawhi Leonard's not playing because of load management. This is an issue for the NBA. And the NBA knows this is an issue. Now ESPN bringing it up is a whole other side of it. ESPN not being happy because that's the second time both games they were slighted and Kawhi Leonard Ended up playing the next game of a back-to-back, which happened to be on TNT. I mean, this. so now you've got one of your TV partners upset. You've got your fans upset. And this, this could be a bigger dilemma for the NBA than the whole debacle that's China. I mean, you notice what I tell you. Once the season starts... The whole thing in China, you won't hear anything about it. The players won't address it. <clears throat> it, it it'll all be handled by the the home office of the NBA, and that's what's going on with China. But as much as the NBA can't afford to lose China, they can't afford to lose money on their TV partnerships with ESPN and TNT. They can't afford. For fans to not buy that ticket to go see the game in fear of the player they want to see not playing that night because of load management. So the NBA is kind of at a kind of at a crossroads here, and you know what they did find the Clippers fifty thousand dollars because the way it was worded or the way it came out that Kawhi was resting because of his knee and that's all you have to do as far as a team there's no way for the NBA to crack down on this and to the team because that's all you have to say is he's he's got a sore knee he's got a sore ankle he's sitting and that's that's the issue here He's sitting. Nobody's nobody's got a problem with an injured player sitting. Nobody out there does. No fan does. No TV partner has an issue with a player sitting because he's injured. But nobody's buying into Kawhi Leonard sitting because he's injured. Nobody's buying into... All of a sudden, he's sitting on all these back-to-back games. But the problem is, is this went on last year. 
Nobody said a word when this went on last year in Toronto. Nobody saw Toronto being your NBA champions. Nobody saw what Toronto was bringing to the table last year. So, nobody had an issue with it last year. Toronto didn't have the marquee games that on ESPN and TNT that the Clippers do this year. It was a big story, Kawhi, going to Toronto. <clears throat> Excuse me. A big story, Kawhi, going to Toronto, but not like him going to the Clippers. Now, now he's won another NBA championship, and now he could possibly, he's in the talks of being the best player in the game, but he's taking games off, and that's an issue. And that's a huge issue. And like I said, this could be a bigger issue for the NBA than the whole debacle in China. This, this, I mean, you could lose fans for this. Not, not so much fans as far as TV broadcast. I mean, your your TV partnerships, yes, they have an issue with that. But why buy a ticket? To watch a certain team play. And. The star player on that team. Isn't going to play. So that tells me. Why buy that ticket. I'll, I'll sit at home and I'll watch it on TV. Because odds are. If you're buying a ticket to that game. You're probably. From around that area. And that game's televised somewhere. Now if, if you're someone. Traveling from far away, and then I have nothing for you. I mean, then it it's, you know, what's the NBA do? They apologize? That apology doesn't, I mean, some of these games are a couple hundred dollars a ticket, and that apology doesn't make up for that. You know, you take your son to see uh, Kawhi Leonard, and he's his favorite player, and say you're in Philadelphia, he only comes there once a year. They only play once in Philadelphia and once in Los Angeles. So you take your son, it's a $200 ticket. He's excited because Kawhi Leonard's his favorite basketball player and Kawhi doesn't play. So how do you explain that? Now this goes back to, and I'm glad... I, I I'm absolutely glad that uh, Steve Clifford said what he said about Michael Jordan because that that's the way it was that's the way the players played they played 82 games unless they were hurt and they couldn't play and LeBron James says he's gonna play no matter what James Harden says he's gonna play no matter what. But at the same time, these teams seen that it worked last year in Toronto. So these and LeBron James said him and Teron Lou in Cleveland had plenty of arguments to where Lou wanted to hold him out and he wanted to play. But at some point, I I mean, again, now the NBA is the most player powered league. 
that we have in sports. But at some point, again, you're an employee. I've said this a hundred times in this show. It's something that's lost on lost in sports that you're an employee of a corporation. LeBron James is an employee of the Los Angeles Lakers. Kawhi Leonard is an employee of the Los Angeles Clippers. James Harden, he's employed by the Houston Rockets. So that's something that's lost in the NBA. But if your employer says you're not playing that night, you're not playing that night. It's plain and simple. They've invested the money. They have that right. But at the same time with these teams, can you afford to do that? How often can you afford to do that? Now, I worked in Toronto, and the ultimate goal for every fan, for every player, for every organization is the championship. So it worked in Toronto. It proved the Toronto proved that this works. Load management works. So, do you not exercise load management, and come the postseason, your stars can't hold up, and you? There goes your chances of the championship. Now the fans are disappointed. The organization is disappointed. Or do you deal with that disappointment throughout the season and have your star players play their best during the postseason? Now, mind mind you, the postseason, again, the tickets, the average fan that are getting the tickets throughout the season to see that game are probably not the same people that are paying twice that much to see that postseason game, that playoff game, because, again, it it goes back to what we were talking about with Chase Young. The average family doesn't have uh, hundreds of dollars to throw away to go see these games. So the NBA is at a crossroads here. And... How how do how do they advance? I mean, finding uh, the Los Angeles Clippers fifty thousand dollars again because the the reason Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing that's one way, but fifty thousand dollars doesn't the fifty thousand dollar fine doesn't retain the fan that was in Milwaukee when Kawhi Leonard. That one fan or five fans that bought that ticket in Milwaukee to see Kawhi Leonard play, to see Kawhi against Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that didn't happen, that doesn't retain that fan. That leaves a poor taste in the mouth of that fan. So... I'm not. I'm not sure how the NBA does this. I mean, I agree with what Jordan said. You're paid to play 82 games. So, barring injury, just like me, I'm paid to be to work every day. If I'm sick, yes, I do get a sick day, but I'm paid to be there every day. So, I have to agree with Michael on this one. And you know what? I just have to. You're paid to be there 82 games. 
And speaking of Michael, you know what? I I uh, I saw a story, and I think it was Jeremy Roenick of uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. And he he was on a podcast. I, I don't have the story in front of me. I would give the podcast credit. I would, and I'd probably get it more correct. But I just happened to read this story. And they were talking to Ronick on the podcast about his interactions with Jordan. And Ronick brought, brought up a time that... Uh, him and Jordan played golf, and Ronick said he beat Jordan, took a couple thousand dollars from Jordan, and uh, they played not just 18, they played 36 holes of golf, and Michael was drinking all day. Ronick said he probably had 10 Bud Lights. So at the end of at the end of the day, Roenick was off that night. He didn't have a game that night, but the Bulls were playing the Cavaliers that night. So at the at the end of the day, Michael and if there's any question, I mean the flu game. We've heard about the flu game with Michael Jordan. Uh, some people say it was a brown bottle flu. Flu. That Jordan was just hungover. Some people say he was sick. But either way, he had a hell of a game. So now he, he plays 36 holes of golf during the day with Jeremy Roenick. And he loses money to Roenick. Then he decides, you know what, they'll burn nothing. Because Roenick says, you know, you got a game. You going to be okay tonight? He says, not only will I be okay, I'll score over 40. And the Bulls will win by 20 against the Cleveland Cavaliers that night. I think I, I think the story said Jordan scored fifty six and the Bulls or maybe fifty two and the Bulls won by twenty six. Michael Jordan played eighty two games. Michael Jordan played eighty two games. Nine of his fifteen NBA seasons. Plus, he played thirteen postseasons, totaling one hundred and seventy nine extra games. He averaged 38.3 minutes per game in the regular season, 41.8 in the postseason. Now, the question's always there, who's the GOAT of the NBA? In different eras, we've already talked about this, you've got different eras in basketball, but for my money, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Want to ask you again, tell a friend about the show. Tell them they can check us out on any of our six different platforms. Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, or Radio Public. Check out the website at www.sportstalkwithjim. Check us out on Facebook, Sports Talk with Jim. And on Twitter, I gotta get a hold of my Twitter manager. He's not—he's not holding up his end of the bargain. I know I'm not doing a good job on Facebook. Been busy, been out in the woods hunting, freezing my ass off. I'll get better at that. We'll be back. We'll talk a little more NBA, and we'll get into the NFL.
We'll be right back after these messages. What's up everybody? Jim here from Sports Talk with Jim. Just want to take this time to tell you about some friends of mine. If you're in the North Georgia area and you've got some stuff you got to get rid of no matter what it is, old furniture, maybe you've got a garage or a barn that just seems to accumulate everything, you don't want to take the time to load that stuff up, haul it away, pay to dump it all by yourself, you know what, give my friends at North Georgia Junk Removal a call, they'll take care of all that stuff for you. Number 678-934-1344 or you can check them out on the web at www.ngajunkremoval.com You know what, when you give them a call, tell them you heard it on Sports Talk with Jim. Welcome back to hour number two of the program. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, like I said at the end of the last segment, check us out. Hit us up on the website. Let, let us know what you think. But, you know what? Going back to the NBA, I mean, the, the NBA, Steph Curry out three months for Golden State. I think the NBA is relishing in the fact that the Golden State dynasty will come to an end this year. I, I think there's players that absolutely love that fact. I, in fact, I think LeBron James is one of them. Now, don't get me wrong, the Lakers built a team to combat what what Golden State had. I mean, the Lakers are 7-1. and one. The season's still early. It would... We'll see what happens. I mean, Golden State, like I, I I said a couple shows ago, I didn't think Golden State was out of it. With Steph Curry being out for three months, that changes things. Uh, but, I mean, the Lakers definitely look like the class of the West right now. Uh, I, I still think the Clippers come out of the West. I you st- still got Paul George. He'll come back and play. Uh I just think the Clippers are the team to beat. Denver Nuggets right there. It, 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 but who who's your team in the East? That's what I want to know. Hit me up on the website. Tell me what you think. Who's your team in the East? Right now the Celtics are 7-1 and in the East. And Toronto without Kawhi is 6-2. So, but you got the Miami Heat 6-3. I mean... Who are we believing in in the East? I mean, Philadelphia and in in Milwaukee, Milwaukee fourth, Philadelphia fifth, and those are the two teams that you look at now. All all this goes by the wayside next year. I mean, it's the East next year when Durant comes back with Kyrie Irving, and even with all his issues, uh, you you got to think the Nets are favored coming out of the East next year. But this year, it's kind of up for grabs in the East, I think. And, I mean, I, I'm not uh, I'm not buying into the Philadelphia 76ers being the team out of the East. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like Antetokounmpo. 
I I like Milwaukee. Uh, I don't see Boston. Don't see Boston sustaining it. I mean, it's still real early in the season, and, and Golden State with all the injuries they've had. I mean, it's just it, it it's sad to see, but it is what it is. And with that, I'm I'm done with the NBA. Uh I mean, we'll we'll follow the NBA a little closer as it goes. I mean, like I said, the the biggest conversation right now is the load management and whether it is or it isn't the right thing to do. Is it fair to the fans? You know what? It wasn't fair to the fans last year, and it's it's the fact that it's not fair to the fans isn't isn't the reason this is all coming up. The reason this is a, a big deal now is because Kawhi Leonard's missed two two games with ESPN, which is a TV partnership of the NBA. So now uh, one of your TV partnerships is playing, paying big money to have your stars on their network and they're not getting it. So that's where all this came up. And you know what? ESPN, I, I can't say I feel sorry for them. I, I really can't. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, you you are as big as you are. And right now, I can't say it looks bad for them because it's true. It, it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation when you don't have the stars of the league playing in games. So, but at the same time, I kind of chuckle a little bit because it's ESPN that's the one that's crying like the little baby, and they're actually the big boy of this entire industry that I'm trying to, uh, trying to put my two cents on. They're 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 the mothership. They're the big boys, and here they are crying because Kawhi Leonard's snuffed them two times. So in, in this very early NBA season, but luckily for them, I don't think they have another uh, another game when the Clippers play back to back. So uh, this this will go away unless other teams start doing it with other players. And then we'll see. But the NBA's got a real problem on their hands. They're going to have to deal with it. And we'll wait and see how they deal with it. Now we're going to talk a little NFL. And one thing, I mean, one thing that's becoming a a common thing on the show is the Cleveland Browns. And But this, you know what? I'm not even going to go into this as far as the Cleveland Browns. I I mean, it's what's wrong with society altogether anymore. I I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like I told you, I I don't do Twitter. I've got somebody to do Twitter for me because I haven't really figured it out. Well, one one thing I did see on Twitter... Uh, uh, other than the Jermaine Whitehead um, meltdown, where he called out a talk show host and 
you know, I mean, basically said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. And, uh, that's on blood. Uh, so to, to another Twitter user, um, in response to Fox's criticism, Whitehead wrote, uh, come get it in blood, bitch. Made ass, little boy. I'm out there with a broke hand. Don't get smoked. So, I mean, you know what? Okay. My experience on Twitter this week was I just happened to look and see a, what what kind of what kind of stuff's going on on Twitter and of course Antonio Brown, everybody knows Antonio Brown is always on Twitter. He's always on some type of social media uh and Antonio Brown of course this week was in the news uh in his rant saying F the NFL and uh all this and all that. Of course Antonio Brown being the completely stable person that he is, he came back and retracted from his statements, uh said he he wanted to return to the NFL after saying F the NFL and you know he he's just misunderstood people that's that's what he wants you to think but what i saw on twitter this week was a lot of posts on twitter this past week of of halloween costumes and stuff like that and there was a post I saw, and I'm not I'm not gonna call out any names or anything like that. But there was, <clears throat> excuse me, there there was a a post I saw to where this lady posted a picture of her son, the child's like eleven years old, ten eleven years old, and. He he has an Antonio Brown pick, jersey on, and I, something with the caption of the photo. Uh, she, she just put loyal or something like that, and AB of course liked it. But at, at the same time, I I'm reading this this uh, I guess it's called a Twitter feed, and. The, these people are absolutely crucifying this lady because her son's wearing an Antonio Brown jersey. And, I mean, they're saying she's not fit to be a parent. They're saying, uh, you know, all these, all these other things. They're basically degrading this lady. And I, I, I actually tweeted on there. I figured out how to do it. Um... Now, I tweeted on there one thing that one thing that was said in the Twitter feed as this lady's trying to defend herself when she shouldn't have to defend herself at all because you know what the young man has a right to wear any jersey he wants to wear, um, and the 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 lady on Twitter she said you know what. She she didn't even know what was going on with Antonio Brown. Neither did her son, which he shouldn't. 
at, at 10 or 11 years old. Who cares about that? Uh, it, she stated on there that he he was just his, her son's favorite football player and that, you know, for like the last three, four years, you know, all, all, all he's asked for for Christmas is maybe a jersey and to go see Antonio Brown play. Now, I don't, I don't know where this lady's from. Don't know if she's around this area. Don't know if, you know, maybe it's she, – she could be from Cleveland, Cincinnati, whatever. But she's granted this kid uh, his wish – for the last few years and she didn't know what was going on neither neither does her son and he's just rooting for what he thinks is the best football player in the league and let's face it Antonio Brown was the best football player in the league when he was playing football it's plain and simple I I mean I nobody can dispute that Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in football over the last few years the the numbers don't lie the uh the eye tests don't lie that's just the way it was so now this lady's getting crucified because uh this young man's wearing this jersey and people are saying she's not fit to be a parent because of the allegations against antonio brown and it just all kinds of mean things. And I tweeted out basically saying, um, you know, the fact that she's granted his wish for the last four years means a hell of a lot more. And I do mean a hell of a lot more than the jersey he's wearing. And, of course, I, I spelled your, your Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. And I was called out on that by the uh, by the grammar police on Twitter, which one of the grammar police was also uh, someone that told this young lady that she wasn't fit to be a parent. And you know what? This is this this, this is a big issue with my problem with society. Okay, one you you don't know. I mean, again, read the feed, and it'll show you what kind of parent this lady is on on the outside. It'll show you more than the jersey that this young man's wearing. It'll show you more than, uh, you know, these allegations against Antonio Brown. And, and part of the problem I have with this is 90% of these assholes and assholes that are replying to this lady saying she's not fit to be a mom were probably either people around the Pittsburgh area that were Antonio Brown fans or the Oakland area that were glad to have him. And these same people, if Antonio Brown came back to their team tomorrow, they'd open him, welcome him with open arms and just to help their football team. Now, Antonio Brown's not guilty of anything as of yet, and I've, I've spoke on that subject. I, I, I'm i not going to dive into that subject again, uh, but like I said before, if Antonio Brown's guilty of the accusations that are brought against him, 
then I don't think he just needs to pay civilly. I, I think he needs to go to jail for it. And that's my thoughts. But at the same time, this young man wearing this jersey has no idea what Antonio Brown's accused of, and nor should he at that age. And by him not knowing, by this mother not knowing, and by this mother granting him the wish of having the Antonio Brown jersey or going to see Antonio Brown play, that right there tells you that she's a good mother. And all these assholes, there's that word again, all these assholes saying she's not fit to be a mother, how many children have you raised? I mean, I, I've raised two incredible children, absolutely incredible children. And one of them two children has two Antonio Brown jerseys. Another one's got a, 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 a hat signed by Antonio Brown that when we first moved to this state, Antonio Brown was in his second year, second or third year. We went to a training camp down in St. Vincent University. And when the players come off the field, everyone's lined up there. And the players come in and they sign autographs. Now, at that time, do I believe at that time Antonio Brown was a different person? Yes, I do. But at that time, I watched one Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver that will remain nameless go through and selectively pick who he signed for and who he didn't sign for. But I also watched Antonio Brown come through and sign everything that was put out there to sign and to stay out there for hours upon hours signing autographs. Now, is Antonio Brown the same? Do I think Antonio Brown's the same person he was two years ago? Or, I mean, eight years ago? No, I don't. He, he's definitely changed. But Antonio Brown's demeanor, Antonio Brown's uh, mentality, the, the, the transformation that's become in, in Antonio Brown has no meaning of how, how this mother, how, how this lady is a mother to her son. But it, it, it's just like um, Jermaine Whitehead here saying he's going to kill somebody, which, I mean, you know, in this day and age, that's the way people think. You think you can say whatever you want to say to people, and there's no recourse from that. Well, this this lady on Twitter, she's trying to defend herself. She has no reason to have to defend herself. Just like Fox Sports that criticized Mr. Whitehead, they have no reason to defend herself. You, you call it the way you see it. She's doing what she what her son asked. She's she's a great mother in her son's eyes, and that's all that matters. The rest of you people don't matter. The rest of you people mean nothing. And to beat up somebody like this, and Jermaine White had to take shots at Fox Sports, telling saying you're going to kill somebody because they criticize the way you play. You you didn't play good. You had a broke hand, that's fine. But that's your opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everybody is so 
super conscious and uh, offended over everything. But everybody also thinks they can take a shot at people, regular people, and there's no recourse for that. Whatever happened to treating people with respect? Whatever happened to everyone having allowed to have a difference of opinion? And this, uh, this is, and these are sports fans. That's all this is: is sports, and it's this bad. And when you're talking about a game, when you're talking about players of a game. So, what's that say about society as a whole? Now, I'm not, I'm going down a rabbit hole here that I don't need to go into because I don't want to get sidetracked, I don't want to get off the sports, but society has, should take a step back. Those people that are, are, that are replying to this lady on Twitter need to take a step back, take a look at yourself because if you can be that hurtful to another human being over a simple Antonio Brown jersey, then there's something wrong with you. Jermaine Whitehead, who again came out on Twitter and apologized, but and maybe he did. Maybe he needed that moment and had to take a step back and look at himself. And you know what? Maybe we should start doing that before we start criticizing people, before we start downing people, before we start telling people we're going to kill them, such as Jermaine Whitehead, or before we start telling people they're not fit to be a parent because their child's wearing a jersey of someone that you don't like or someone that's accused of something that is not yet guilty of. I mean, I I was a kid. I saw a lot of kids, a lot of people running around in O.J. Simpson jerseys. And I'm sure there are still a lot of people that own O.J. Simpson jerseys. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Now, like I said, I'm not standing up for Antonio Brown. Who I am standing up for is this mother that was criticized on Twitter. And you know what? If you got a problem with it, I, I tweeted at, through the podcast Twitter feed. So if you got a problem with it, hit me up on Twitter. Or better yet, you know what? Go to the website, www.sportstalkwithjim. That way we can have more than 100 characters. And you tell me your point. And I'll tell you my point. And you know what? If you, I think you got a good enough argument, I'll bring you on the show and I'll debate it with you there. Because at no point, without knowing these, this lady, without knowing the situation with this lady, do you have a right to tell her she's not fit to be a mother over a freaking Antonio Brown jersey? So, now I said this. I, I said this was going to be another Cleveland Browns issue. I kind of got off on a tangent. Uh, it did include Cleveland Browns safety Jermaine Whitehead. Um, but the other issue with the Browns this past weekend, they lose to Denver. One of my picks, I, 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 went, I went 500 again on my picks. Six and six. The Browns, I picked you to win at Denver. 
they lose. But before the second half, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. were told they had to change their cleats at halftime or they wouldn't be allowed to play in the second half of the game. Now, they said that they they thought they were going to wear different jerseys and the cleats would have coincided with, with the jerseys they thought they were going to wear, but found out last minute that they were going to wear the jerseys they wore, so therefore their cleats didn't coincide. Well, one thing, how do, I mean, you're a professional football team. How, how do you not know what jerseys you're going to wear going into the game? That makes no sense to me. Another thing, shame on the NFL because there's somebody, there's a uniform police outside of the locker room when they come out. So the uniform police outside the locker room should have noticed this, should have told both players that they were in violation of uh, the uniform. Now this isn't something egregious like OBJ with the watch, with the shorts. I mean, I'm not a fan of Odell Beckham Jr., not at all. Not at all. I, th- I I think he's a prima donna. I think he's a troublemaker. And I, I think he's one of these look-at-me guys. But at the same time, the uniform police, when the Browns came out of their locker room, should have caught this, should have told them then, and that should have been that. It shouldn't have went to halftime. And it was broadcast on national television that they had to change their cleats, and that's all good and well. And, of course, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, of course he complained. He, he's he got an issue with the NFL and their uniform policy. He's got an, Odell Beckham Jr. has got a lot of, uh, of issues. But at this point, you've got your coach, Freddie Kitchens. He's on the hot seat because you're not performing as a football team. Now, is that Freddie Kitchens' fault? Freddie Kitchens may be well in over his head. He 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 could have bit off more than he could chew here. But at the same time, Baker Mayfield's not living up to expectations. Odell Beckham Jr.'s not living up to expectations. I mean, all we heard going into the season was how the Browns were the favorite to win the AFC. Now the Browns need a tremendous lot of the amount of help to even think about making the playoffs. And the Browns cost me a game last week. I mean, I took the Browns minus four, and they get their ass kicked by the Denver Broncos. By a quarterback that's never played it down. A quarterback we've never even heard of beats the Cleveland Browns. Browns fans, and I know I've got a lot of family that are Browns fans, but I'm telling you, this ship has become, this train has become derailed. And you've got bigger issues. Firing Freddie Kitchens isn't going to fix your problem. Your problem is, take it from someone that's been around Pittsburgh with all the drama around Pittsburgh. Now, I don't know, I'm not in the Cleveland market, so it may be aired there because that's what it was here in Pittsburgh. By the time the national news got wind of all the drama in the in, in the uh, locker room and around the team 
with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, us in Pittsburgh knew about it weeks ahead of time. And it could be the same thing there. But trust me, you're, the components you have, Freddie Kitchens isn't your only problem. The components you have do not work well together. And you've got an issue. Now, Freddie Kitchens may be the problem as far as the coach that can't grab a hold of that and and contain that. But at this point, Cleveland, I think your season's lost. And I don't know that changing your head coach is going to get you out of this going into next season. So, Cleveland... We'll see. We'll see what I got for you on my picks coming up later on in hour number three. Right now, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk a little more NFL. Washington Redskins decide not to pay Trent Williams. Uh, that's a whole debacle. We'll get into that a little bit. I'll tell you what I think about that. And like I said, write it down. My picks are coming up. I've yet to go less than 500 on my picks. I'm not breaking the bank, but I am breaking even. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey guys, if you're like me, you're a huge sports fan, but it's really hard to find a good sports talk show on the radio to listen to. A lot of them are owned by the same company who tells their host the opinions they should have, or they're just a show that's coming up with these hot takes that have no validity to them, and they're just looking for more clicks or more listeners. If you want a fan's perspective, a different outlook on the sports world, and a true opinion, right or wrong, then check out my new podcast, Sports Talk with Jim. We're available on Anchor.fm, Spotify Podcast, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. Also, check out our website at www.sportstalkwithjim. Check out our Facebook page at Sports Talk with Jim. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on the website. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us your opinion. And you know what? Check it out. It's something new and original, and you might like it. Thanks for listening. 